0: the flight risk podcast finds itself short two team members after a successful season one where will this upstart podcast turn will these new members continue the excellence that has been established by these seasoned veterans or will they rain chaos and anarchy on the sophomore season Hey people, this is uh, your GM, Dwayne here. Since we lost two players uh, during the first season, we've decided to adapt a guest star type role for our future seasons. We're going to keep the same core four of Joe, Nimoy, Kyle, and Velvet, and we're going to invite some of our friends on to play with us for a session or two. Season two is going to be starting hopefully next week if all the edits get done in time. We're doing a small jump in time, maybe a few weeks of game time between the end of season one and the beginning of season two. Just long enough for the teams to have one, maybe two more adventures that we don't necessarily see right now that maybe we'll do a, a little skit or something for them on a future date. Our first season was a a lot of fun for me. As I've mentioned before, I've never run a game before. So learning how to not just craft a story, but to evolve my story to fit the direction that my players take it in was a very fun and exciting challenge. There's a lot of stuff that I did not predict for season one. There were pages of notes I never had to use because we didn't follow certain paths, which is really cool. Maybe I'll repurpose them later. We have set our story around 4,000 years BBY because I like the idea of Star Wars without blasters and lightsabers because Star Wars is so much more than that to me. It's not just, you know, the pew pew and the zoom zoom with the swords. I want to get to the core of the stories that I feel fit Star Wars without all the, you know, special effects and stuff like that. Our first arcs really didn't touch too much on the time period other than the weapons that we used. And that's mostly because I didn't want to overwhelm myself in our first season. But as we go on with season two and with season three, we're going to start touching on more and more landmarks or events that happened in the no longer canon, but the previous canon of Star Wars. I've always said that our show is kind of like an alternate universe type thing. We're going to mention things that have occurred, but we're going to take them different directions. For example, the big thing that really hasn't come up too much in our universe, but will be a background element, is the Jedi-Sith war. In canon, the Jedi win, the Sith are almost eliminated, and they switch to the Rule of Two. In our universe, it didn't go quite as easily. The Sith are still a uh, large force to be reckoned with. They don't necessarily are as plentiful as Jedi, But there are definitely Sith-controlled planets and Sith-controlled regions of space that our players may find themselves going into. Now, you can only guess how it is different if your planet is ruled by Jedi or if your planet is ruled by Sith. As we go on with our seasons, there'll be more and more things revealed about our universe that is slightly askewed from the previous canon that we all know and love. Now, if there are any moments... Any significant moments that you personally loved about the Old Republic that you would love to see our spin on, feel free to hit us up on Twitter or email the show at flyriskpodcast at gmail.com, and I can try to weave them into a story and give us you know the flight risk canon that we're all going to know and love. Before we start season two, we have our two new players joining us, and just like before season one, we're going to allow our players uh, to introduce themselves. Joining us are two of my favorite GMs. We have Arp from Stories of a Broken Sun, an awesome dystopian post apocalyptic sci fi homebrew game, and Pete Grelli from Mouse Guardians, which is a great Mouse Guards game using the Mouse Guard systems from David Peterson's. Comic book that is super super awesome. That if you haven't checked out the comic book, you really have to get it out. But that's enough of me talking. I'll let the uh, Pete and Arp do their uh, introductions. See you guys next week. Who are you? What are your pronouns, and uh, where are you from?
1: I'm Arp. Go by he him, but folks also call me Matt. I run the Stories of a Broken Sun podcast, and I'm from BC in Canada.
0: Who are you playing on this adventure?
1: I'm playing Quagoras, gunslinger bird, pilot, General Doofus.
0: How did you join the show? What led you to Flight Risk?
1: Velvet, who plays Anarchy, is on my podcast, and I guess she talked me up to Dwayne, who invited me on for an ARC.
0: How long have you been playing tabletop role-playing games? And what is your favorite memory?
1: I've been playing tabletop games since about 2012. I mostly role-played on Mushes before that. My favorite tabletop memory is when our group, Sheerly Threw Incompetence, Turned a two-bit lackey bad guy into the main villain of the entire campaign. Blacktail became my mage's nemesis and plagued us throughout our adventures in Dragon Age.
0: Have you played Edge of the Empire or any of the Star Wars RPGs before?
1: Yes. Edge of the Empire was my first tabletop game, and I've played or run every version of it that has come out since. Mostly on my old YouTube channel, but sometimes for extra life live streams.
0: What do you like about the Edge of the Empire system and the world?
1: I enjoy a little nuance in my randomization, and the Fantasy Flight Games system delivers on that. You don't get what you want, but something useful happens. You get what you want, but a problem arises. The whole scene can shift and change based on how many of those ridiculous little symbols you get, and that can be a really neat way to take your story in unexpected directions. As to the world, well, I like Star Wars. It's been an important part of my life since I was a toddler.
0: What does your character bring to the game?
1: a dash of morality, and a dollop of impulsiveness. They've got a bit of a different perspective on the galaxy, and in particular the Count.
0: What makes your character unique?
1: In addition to being a bird person from an isolated planet, Quet imagines themselves as a dashing rogue, a charming rascal, a real shoot-first, ask-no-question scoundrel. The trouble is that they do not have the skills to back up any of these imagined traits. The further trouble is that they try to live that life anyway, and the results are messy and unpredictable. Quez is from a species that hasn't made their way off their home planet just yet, and is such as kept mostly as a trophy by the Count. This contributes to their general oafishness, as their experience of the galaxy is largely from popular media and third-hand criminal propaganda.
2: Who are you, what are your pronouns, and uh, where are you from? My name is Peter Grelly, Uh, my preferred pronouns are he-him, and I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada.
0: Who are you playing on this adventure?
2: I'm playing Grivondola, a Duro scout who's sort of been tagged along with Skip and Bale, uh, who also owes something to the count and therefore has to do a bunch of dirty work for him. How did you join the show? What led you to flight risk? Um, I've been in and out of podcasts uh, for the last few years. Uh, I was the GM for a podcast called Most Guardians. Uh, I also help other podcasts a little bit with um, a little bit of design work and a little bit of um, um, voice acting. And I lend my voice to to for minor characters sometimes when a podcast needs a an extra person. Um, so, and that's exactly how I met uh, Dwayne, our illustrious GM, and. So when the opportunity came to kind of get into Star Wars and um, the spot kind of opened up really for the podcast, you know, Dwayne thought of me and reached out and, well, I like Star Wars. So here I am.
0: How long have you been playing tabletop role-playing games? And what is your favorite memory?
2: I've been playing role-playing games for probably about 13 years now. I started in a, a third edition or a 3.5 D&D campaign. Uh, with, uh, it was actually with my brother and brother-in-law, uh, who introduced me to the whole thing, actually. Um, my favorite memory, one of my favorite memories was, um, uh, playing in a age of rebellion campaign where we kind of set up this heist and we were stealing some equipment from the empire. And, uh, so what we were doing is we were kind of trailing these, uh, transport vehicles, carrying all kinds of equipment, um, but what we didn't realize is that they were all full of stormtroopers. And so when we thought we were being, being clever, uh, turns out just wave after wave of stormtroopers were just pouring out of the woodwork. And um, and uh, we, yeah, we were in a lot of trouble and we weren't sure if we were going to make it, um, but we did make it. However, uh, a character lost their arm in, uh, in the attempt to escape, and that was very... Very memorable. Very high action, high adventure.
0: Have you played Edge of the Empire or any of the Star Wars RPGs before?
2: Yeah, so I've GM'd a little bit of Edge of the Empire myself at home, uh, and I got to play in a Great Age of Rebellion campaign run by my wife, um, which was great. I got to play a um, Mon Calamari pilot for the working for the Rebellion. He was great. He. Um, he kind of had a slur and a bit of swagger to him, and he was quite, um, quite the drunk. <laughs> but he had a really awesome arc.
0: What do you like about the Edge of the Empire system and the world?
2: What I—it's it, hard to really talk about that, I guess, because I think so many people have had have said what they've had to say about the Star Wars role playing game, the, the current one that's out right now. Um, there, there's so many awesome parts about it. Um, I think you know being tied to a big IP. Some people might expect that it's probably just like, um, just not as interesting or it's just like kind of a by the numbers or made by committee role playing game. But that's, that's not, that's not at all what it is. I mean, um, to me, the two big things are, you know, the dice system and how much the rules reflect the Star Wars feel. The dice system alone is just so fantastic and unique. And some people, I think, look at the, this RPG is like um, not being a great option because they don't like the idea of custom dice, but but the dice really make it what it is. Um, it's so unique and fantastic, and it's different than something that I think everyone else has played, like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and as far as the world goes, uh, I absolutely, I, I think it's such a cool take. Like specifically, Edge of the Empire, where you're playing kind of the Wild West side of. Um, of Star Wars You know there's so many ways you can look at Star Wars um, And so many lenses You can view it through So you're taking the the route of the um, Of the film noir Of the, the Wild West um, The you know um, Adventures of like survival and exploration it, It's really neat
0: What does your character bring to the game?
2: I think ultimately uh, uh, Grieve is The straight man to the party um skip and bale are very theatrical characters one's one's uh, theatrically dramatic and the other one's sort of roguishly dramatic um and they both have their jokes and punchlines and things like that and and i think grieve is a great um a great pairing for both of them because he's kind of the the straight man who they bounce their jokes and and punchlines off of and and, um, sometimes with grieve when I'm playing them, I can kind of see where the setup for a joke might be. Um, so I may purposely say a line because I get the feeling that, you know, sometimes the others would have a good punchline or something to drop if I said something. So getting to play someone who anticipates and wants to, I use them to sort of set up jokes and, and, and punchlines for the other players is actually really fun.
0: What makes your character unique?
2: With every character, for me, um, I try to make, I try to find something about the character that's uh, grounded, and and maybe that doesn't make him unique. Um, maybe that's the opposite of unique. But for me, it's uh, it's more important that I can kind of get in the head of the character to role play them. Um, and that doesn't mean, you know, a a 10 page backstory. That, that means, you know, is there something about them that I can understand? Um, in the case of Grieve, what makes me understand him is, and maybe that's what makes him unique, is that, um, he's, he's better or he feels like he's better off when he's out there by himself, um, living off the land, um, being independent, um, you know, camping and traveling or hunting for his own food, stuff like that. Um, and I think what that, while I can understand that and I can, I can sort of feel a connection with that. On the other hand, when you put that in context of star Wars, where it's space travel and everything's huge and massive and, and there's just such massive cities and such, you know, in such huge urban scenes, um, a character who doesn't feel at home there, which is so typically a star Wars setting, but in fact feels at home when he's in a jungle or a forest or, or some grasslands. Uh, I think that kind of makes him different.
0: Thanks for listening to the flight risk podcast. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review. Every review helps more people find the show. If you want to reach out through social media, find us at Flight Risk Pod.
2: You can choose the light. You can choose the dark. Sometimes you have no choice but to run.